0: Aloha y'all. Welcome to healing and hustling. We're living our best life on Maui and we're here to help you live your very best life. I'm Kimberly. I'm obsessed with helping people reach their full potential. I hope you land your dream job faster while making more money than ever before. Think of me as your career resume and LinkedIn ninja. I also am a diversity, equity and inclusion expert.
1: Hi, I'm Donna. Love and laughter are my superpowers. I love to help people take themselves a little less seriously, find some grace and mercy for themselves while having a little bit of fun. My gifts are Reiki, Breathworks, meditation, and life coaching.
0: Together, we're here to help make you laugh, inspire you, and have real talk about life. Aloha, y'all. Welcome to our very first podcast episode. Are you excited, Donna? Yeah. This is our very first one. Well, we thought today it would be appropriate to let you know a little bit more about us. You may have stumbled upon our podcast just through the interwebs, and so you might like to know a little bit more about us.
1: I don't think people use the interweb. They don't they use say. the interweb? No. What do they use? Um, probably online. Oh, my bad. Okay.
0: So, um, let's start out with that. I want you to tell everybody a little bit about you. Tell me like where you're from and what maybe some of your
1: hobbies are. I'm pretty sure you know where I'm from. But well, I, I do, do, but... <clears laughs> Um, yes, I was born in West Tennessee, in Paris, Tennessee, home of the world's largest fish fry. Um, I've probably lived the longest in Nashville. Um, I've lived in Alabama, and I lived in Georgia, um, outside of Atlanta. And um, so, yeah, that's pretty much, you know, the excitement of where I've lived. Woo. Love it. So I was
0: born and raised in a little town called Lowell. It's outside of Boston, and I lived there until I was in seventh grade. Moved to Nashville, Tennessee. Lived there for most of my adult life until uh, we moved a year and a half ago to Maui. So Donna, why don't you, I know most people when they start talking, they always go to like, what do you do for a living? But we'll get there. What do you like to do for fun? What do you enjoy uh, for hobbies?
1: I've probably would say I really love technology and playing around with technology and creating music. I think that's that's probably my my top hobby as far as that's concerned.
0: Love it. You know I think in my free time I really like to paint though I don't consider myself a great artist. It's just a front it's just a fun outlet for me just to be creative. I really like finding the world's best red wines. I am absolutely obsessed with red wine. And uh, we both really like to spend a lot of time with our animals, and we both love music a lot.
1: Yes. Well, I mean, it's kind of hard to be away from an animal when you have four dogs and two cats. That is true, which leads us to the next
0: thing. Um, If you haven't guessed it already, Donna and I are married. What? What? Did you, did you, you didn't get the memo? I forgot. (laughs) Donna and I have been together now for over 10 years and we have been married for over seven. We do have uh, four dogs. We have two beagles, a Jack Russell, a golden retriever, and two cats. And out of the six animals, five of them are rescues. We love our animals very, very much. And uh, Donna and I first met through theater. Yep. We both had done community theater. We both knew a group of mutual people who did theater. And uh, Donna actually met me when I was married to my first wife. And we were all really good friends. And um, Donna and I ended up just being really good friends. And I went through a very terrible, very painful divorce. And Donna had been through some really bad relationships, which I'm sure we will talk about on these podcast episodes. And uh, we were just there for each other, and we just sat and talked, and it just grew. And so 10-plus years later, here we are. Here we are. (laughs) So uh, Donna, why don't you tell us a little bit about what the gift is you think you bring to the world? What are you really good at? What did God create you to do? Maybe talk a little bit more about what you do for work.
1: Well, I'm actually going to go a little deeper than that, than just the work. I think the, the most interesting thing is that I have... I guess people started calling me this and I never asked anybody really to call me this, but everybody tends to call me sunshine, um, with, with places that I've worked and my friends and everything else. It's, it's always come up. So that's kind of my thing, I guess, because, you know, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you know that, you know, I do love sun, like looking at sunset, sunrises, you name it, rainbows, whatever is up there. Um, but, I think it kind of led me into what I do, Um, and I can't really give you a basis on what that is, but I can tell you that my biggest thing is I love to help people, and I like to watch people grow. Um, And it's not from my hand, it's honestly, you know, asking the questions that Prime them to actually change their lives. So, I mean, I may have my hand in it, but most of the time it's the people actually doing the work to change their lives. And so,
0: yeah, that's pretty much it. I love it. And tell everybody a little bit about how you do that and what the forms, of, what are the ways in which you help people?
1: Um, so, I do life coaching, um, and that's where the questions come in. But before that, I started honestly with uh, Reiki. Um, I ended up getting training from Reiki, which was an awesome experience because it's kind of the magic flows through me to the other people and, um, it actually shifts the energy in people, um, for people you know, those of you who actually have had it done, you understand it. But what happens is with Reiki is that people actually will work so much that they'll end up ignoring themselves. And after a while, it causes these physical complications in people's bodies. And so what I can do is that I can actually come in and actually move the energy around that's stuck in people's bodies to actually kind of equalize them out a little bit. And even though I don't focus on whatever the physical complication is, that typically will start to alleviate whatever issues they've been having. Um, and so, I mean, I've done that. And then the breath works is also kind of moving energy around, but as well... We're both doing the work together instead of just me doing the work.
0: And the Reiki, a lot of people, some people don't know what Reiki is. I like to think of Reiki as spiritual chiropractics, where you're working with people's chakras and you're sort of pushing the energy through their body, finding out where they might have spots that need attention. And I really, I think what it comes down to from everything you've told me, everybody stores trauma in their body. Yes. And that trauma gets pent up, it gets locked up, mm-hmm. and unless you release it, you you still hold on to it. And so a lot of times people that have physical ailments, those ailments are actually associated with their chakras, what those chakra those chakras represent and you being able to identify like, hey, you've got some pent up family stuff happening here and it's showing up here, right? And then you finding it and then helping the person release that through their body, right? Yes.
1: yes. And the body actually is so much smarter than we are. It actually will equalize it after it's been primed to equalize it and it will continue to move and shift that energy around for weeks.
0: And you do this both in person and virtually. So you could do distance healings, right? Oh yeah. So Donna, on Reiki specifically, how would you explain to somebody that doesn't really understand it very much, hasn't done it before, or frankly may think this is a bit woo woo or out there, How do you explain to people, like, why is it
1: that you have the gift or how do you have the gift to be able to help someone with Reiki? Yeah. So it started where we had we had to be trained um, under a shaman that actually kind of took us into his family and the family dynamics. And so there's this whole program where we had to go through that creates this conduit that flows through us from God, Allah, Buddha, whatever. I call him Big Mappa. That's why it's Papa and Mama. Um, but I'm the conduit that the magic comes through. And I can't really explain the magic that comes through because it's bigger than me. And it's not really even about me. It's about the person that's in front of me. So I'm the conduit and it flows through me. And most people will say that they feel heat or tingling, or, you know, they'll see colors. Um, and that's not really exactly what I'm doing. What I'm doing is moving that energy around. And so it will cause this shift in your body. Um, and it, it will actually move its way magically, uh, like down through your body. And it, the body takes care of itself. Like from then, it's om- almost like the body is primed and it knows exactly where to move things in order to equalize that energy throughout your body. It's pretty awesome. It's an awesome experience for me every time I do it and it's an awesome experience for the people that I've helped.
0: I love that. And then say just a little bit more about the breathworks and, and meditation and, and what that really means. Cause again, a lot, this is fairly new. A lot of people may not know what you mean when you say breath works coach or breathworks medic,
1: uh, meditation. What does that mean? Yeah. It's kind of funny because it's kind of synonymous with Reiki a little bit, except you're really doing more of the work because you're going to be doing this rebirthing breath work um, and when you do that, your energy will start shifting throughout your body as you're doing it. And so I actually, I'm called a coach in that because I have to watch you to make sure that you're continuing to do. It's a two in two out breath and there's no gap in between like when you normally breathe. And this, it, that through that course, it's an hour um, so that, that is me watching you and making sure you're just staying on, but you can actually feel like Kim can tell you, cause she's, she's done it before and it will actually, your body will actually shake some of the trauma out. It's crazy. But you know, knowing that you've had it done, what did you think about it?
0: You know, I really, I went in not expecting much. I was just there to help you. And, um, I was just there for the ride and I was shocked, really, really shocked Just by changing my breath, you know, I really, I went in not expecting much. I was just there to help you, and um, I was just there for the ride. And I was shocked, really, really shocked,
1: just by changing my breath. Out, it's crazy, but you know, knowing that you had it done, what did you think about it?
0: You know, I really, I went in not expecting much. I was just there to help you, and um, I was just there for the ride. And I was shocked, really, really shocked, just by changing my breath how much it just it really primed me to be able to release some of that trauma in my body and some of the memories that it brought up and some of the things that it allowed me just to shake out of my body um it was absolutely incredible and since then through the work that you're doing i've just learned so much about how much power our breath actually has mm-hmm. i mean if you think about all the times we hold our breath we get anxious we stop breathing And, you know, breathing is just, it really is such an important thing and and we do it naturally. And and thank God we do it naturally. We don't have to think about it, but taking time to to be thoughtful about your breath can be really powerful for your healing, for meditation. It's it's definitely, it's fantastic. Well, let me share a little bit about uh, what I do and what I feel like is the gift that I bring to the world. And I really say you can wrap it up with a bow by saying I am crazy passionate about helping people reach their full potential. And I really do that in one of two ways. The first way is I love to help people in their career. And I love helping people, especially people who have been laid off, are in the process of looking for a new job. Job searching is one of the most daunting, painful, stressful things that you can do in your life. And especially if you've been laid off and you're worried about the clock, ticking and you running out of money, it can absolutely be debilitating, as well as making, make make you feel shameful, scared. And so I really love partnering with people to help them maximize their career. And also I consider myself a bit of a guru when it comes to resume writing, LinkedIn optimization, and helping people land their dream job faster, making more money than they've ever done before. Uh, Gone are the days where you can just go apply for jobs in the industry. We call that spraying and praying, which is basically where that sounds awkward. I know, right? (laughs) And that's basically where you just go and apply to every job you possibly can. And that's sort of your method for finding a job. And that is the method that takes people the very longest amount of time to find a job. And it tends to be the most demoralizing because it does take so long and you start to second guess yourself. And so part of what makes me unique is that I studied journalism when I was in college, went into corporate America, started managing people. And people would come to me and, say, you know, my direct reports would come to me and say, I want to go apply for this job. And so we would sit down together and I would help them update their resume, make sure that it was polished. Fast forward, I was doing that for a really long time for free. And then I actually got let go from corporate America after being at the same company for 13 years. And while I had all this time on my hand, I started in, uh, my own consulting organization around career coaching, writing resumes, LinkedIn optimization. And, um, fast forward, what I have found is that people really just don't understand the process and nobody's there to really guide them through the process. And essentially the way that people look for jobs is very outdated and they need to work with someone who knows what they're talking about. They need to work with someone that actually knows how recruiters hire people. They need someone that understands applicant tracking systems and the artificial intelligence that scans your resume, someone who understands job descriptions. And the last piece is that I have a ton of experience in diversity, equity, and inclusion. And so I understand exactly how people are disadvantaged that are from marginalized communities. So for example, if you take a woman's name off of a resume and you put a man's name on the resume, it's 60% more likely to get a callback, which is insane because that also includes women. So that means women are choosing men's resumes over other women, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah, I know. And so people partner with me. I take them to the journey of helping them land that dream job, or if they're just stuck in their career and they're looking for a promotion, I work with them one-on-one and I do one-on-one sessions. I do workshops, lots of different things like that. And then the other piece is that I work with different companies on diversity, equity, and inclusion strategies. I've worked with companies like um, Assurian Technologies, Dell Technologies, uh, Built Technologies in Nashville, Big Brother, Big Sister of Middle Tennessee, Ghirardelli Chocolate, um, just to name a few. Here's what I hear. People come to us and they say, I want to learn more about how to be more inclusive. I need to recruit more diverse people. And then we really have to walk people through the journey of don't go just hire a bunch of diverse people and not have the right infrastructure in place to make sure they're successful because they're going to either A, leave or B, You're going to cause them to feel like they need to assimilate to the current culture and be like everybody else. And that's not a thriving environment. So that's what I do. I try to help everybody and organizations reach their full potential. And so I want to, you know, we've talked a lot about business. I want to, I want to have boring. Boring. So uh, I don't know if you're going to be able to think of that this on the spot, but I'd love to ask you like, if you had one or two theme songs in life, like what do you, what are your go-to songs that are
1: like, this is the Donna song. Like this is. Lord, that's way too much for me. You know, most of you know how much I love music. So you want me to narrow it down to one or two songs. I might need a week for that. All right. Well, you think about it. I will tell you,
0: I obviously knew I was going to ask you this, so I had time to think about it. Uh, So I will tell you, like, I I go back and forth between two and I know you will not be surprised by this, Mm -hmm. but, uh, the first one is all I do is win. it. It was already in my head. I mean, like anytime getting ready for a big presentation, that's always like my go-to
1: song. Like
0: all I do is win, win,
1: win. (laughs) And then can you see her with her arms like up in the air? Because that's typically how she does. She's not just singing it. She's dancing it. And I do have a pink microphone to go with it. So I'm like ready to go. Uh,
0: And then I, I also like... Every day I'm hustling and I don't, and I don't know if I like Nipsey's version better or Rick Ross's, the original, but like, that is me. Like that's part of how we came up with healing and hustling is like, if I'm anything, I am a she is. hustler, she is. you know, I didn't know who I wanted to be when I grew up and I floundered through college. All I really wanted to do was be either a journalist or an actress, but I knew that that was probably not going to be incredibly lucrative. And the odds of me being the 1% were small. Uh, I since have changed my manifestation rules. And now I realize <laughs> I could have done that, but that's okay. It's not too late. Uh, but I say that to say, I had no idea what I want to do with college. I ended up dropping out. I did not get a degree at all at, in the beginning. I then went into corporate America. I just slowly but surely worked my way up, did everything from sales, sales management, sales enablement, moved over to sales operations, call center management, quality control, and then eventually moving on to diversity, equity, and inclusion. And you know, it's just crazy because I, I did go back and get my associate's degree. Many years later, I never got my bachelor's degree. So all of the people out there that are like, Wow, like she was a director of diversity, equity, and inclusion at a really large organization before she became an entrepreneur. I'm here to tell you that two-thirds of the United States of America does not have a bachelor's degree. And we work with companies all the time to redefine their expectations around a degree. And in most roles, unless you need to be something like a doctor where you need super formal education, we are always coaching organizations to be thoughtful about what's required versus a preference. And so I just, I'm here to tell you that you can grow up in a poor socioeconomic environment, not get a college degree, not be sure what you're going to do when you grow up, and you can still have a really thriving, vibrant career. So now that I've said that, have you had a little more time to think about what song or songs just are like pivotal for you?
1: I got to go with happy. A little Will Smith? Nope. Or what? Will Smith? What, who Who was it? Who the <laughs> <who, who, who, laughs> Are because I'm happy? Yes, that is not Will Smith. Oh, sorry. Oh, my, oh god. my god. Really? God. See, this is what I'm talking about. I'm getting my People. music card taken away from me. Oh, it's my god! It's already gosh. been taken away from you. This is ridiculous. I don't know why I thought it
0: was Will Smith. I'm sorry. Seriously? But you have to know, Donna is our music guru. I mean, she is. You don't have to be
1: a guru to know that that's not Will Smith. She is the guru in our relationship. It's so kind of sad right now. It's really sad. I'm over here <laughs> just laughing in a corner somewhere. Sorry. I, that, I well, you, you will have
0: lots of shen- shenanigans like this when you, uh have me along for the ride for sure. Uh, so last thing I'd like to see you talk a little bit about, and this might take a second as well, but maybe share a couple things that you think like people might not know about you. What, what are some things that people may not know about you? And they could be like, you can just throw out a few random things that what
1: people may not know about you. I don't know. I'm kind of an open book.
0: All right. Well, I'll, I'll jump in and then you can come back and maybe I'll spark some ideas. So, the first thing I would say is a lot of people see me as incredibly extroverted and having a gigantic personality, and that I'm always full of life, full of fun. Uh, most people don't know that I actually struggle with depression and anxiety. And I think that's important. And I like telling people that because, one, you cannot make assumptions about people, you just never know who someone really is. And then, two, While I absolutely love training, facilitating, being in front of large crowds of people, it is tiring. And a lot of times it it zaps my energy. And the way that I get my energy back is by going to the ocean, sitting with you, just hanging out at the beach, being Mm -hmm. very quiet or having like a small conversation. But I, I think people are very surprised when they hear that I have struggled with anxiety and depression my entire life. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't know. Some people do. If you know me well, you probably do know this about me. But a lot of people don't know that I was on Oprah's favorite, la, uh, the very final favorite
1: thing show, mm-hmm. which was incredible. I got to be in the audience. That's big for you to say that because normally she didn't like to talk about it.
0: Well, I don't want to. I don't want to brag, right? I mean, that was just such a, an incredible God moment where. One minute I'm applying, just like, let's just try it and see what happens. And next thing you know, we're in the audience and it's like, you're on the very final Oprah's favorite thing list. Like if there was ever a moment that taught me about the power of manifestation, it was that moment. I mean, it was, it was my ex-wife and I at the time and we both won new cars. We won over $20,000 worth of stuff. It was absolutely, I mean, it was just an absolutely incredible experience. So, and then what else might not.
1: I think I got something. Oh, okay. Go ahead. That kind of sparked me a little bit. Um, In my past, I actually got to be on the, I mean, not as a guest, but I got to be on the Ellen DeGeneres show. And it was actually funny because I'm really good at animal noises. (laughs) That's a, probably another thing that most of you don't know, but I'm really good at, at making noises like that. And so at the time, uh, my ex was like, you know, cause they were like, they were telling us all about it. And so I was just sitting there. She was like, get up, go over there, go over there. And so I had to nay for them and, um, which is, and then, um, Oh, come on. You got to do the whole oh, thing. Fine. <clears throat> this is for you, Tyler. Okay, got it. Um, And then um, I actually had to do a baby goat. And so I had to do this like 10 times in a row. And so I was like... So... (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, I'm really going to go on television to do this. This is crazy. But it ended up actually not working out uh, because there was somebody else that ended up having to come at the last minute. Um, But it was still exciting um, to to be on that. And I think one of the gifts that I got I didn't get $20,000 worth of gifts, but I did get the first, um, DVD compilation of Grey's Anatomy of the first season. That's how long ago this was. So I thought that was a pretty cool experience to be honest with you. So yeah, that's probably what most people don't know.
0: I love that. I think that's great. Well, I have definitely enjoyed this first conversation. I'm very excited about future conversations. And just to let you know what you can expect, we're going to talk about everything. We're going to talk about careers. Don't
1: expect anything because it could be anything. This could go sideways
0: in a good way. Exactly. We're going to talk about careers. We're going to talk about wellness, well-being. We're going to talk about our our relationship. Oh. Yeah, we're we're going to... we're going to, we're going to give the scoop to everybody. Disclaimer alert. Disclaimer. Who knows what we'll say. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> but we want to share all of our best practices with you. We want to make you laugh. We want to have fun. And we just want to help you live your best life and help you reach your full potential. Take care. Thank you so much for listening today. Check us out at DonnaHills.com
1: and tativemindconsulting.com.
0: If you love this episode, be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and give us a review.
1: Until next time. Keep
0: healing and hustling.